What's your guilty pleasure? Me? I don't have one. You're listening to Guiltless Pleasures, an unapologetic pop podcast with Bobby Asin. Welcome back, everyone, to another week of Guiltless Pleasures. It is me, your host, the one and only Bobby Asin. Yes, that's right. Back for another week of our Guiltless Pleasures and lots of sharing. This week, there is a lot of news in the Real Housewives world, but I will be starting out with the main topic of this week and, of course, my current guiltless pleasure. My main guiltless pleasure for this week is definitely all about housewives, and it is my obsession with all of the different fandom Twitter accounts, Facebook groups, and Instagrams that are devoted to housewife drama. I recently have loved being in Facebook groups. Like I'm in the Upper East Side, um, you know, a couple blocks from my neighborhood Facebook group where people make complaints or share things. I'm also now in a Bravo gossip Facebook group, and I love reading people's posts and their insiders and all the information they can leak out. It's been really cool to keep up with all stars this way and to watch all the new drama unfold with. Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I will get to towards the end of this episode. So yeah, if you want to join in on the fun on Facebook, join Bravo Gossip. And on Twitter, oh my gosh, there's just so many different ones. There's Real Bravoholic, you know, there's the Real Housewives Ranked, which is called, or well, I should say the actual at is Ranked Real. And... I mean, the housewife gifts, and of course, following the actual housewives. There's so many random ones you'll come across, but Twitter is just like an endless hole of them. And they're super funny, and they create memes like instantly within like seconds of the drama coming out. So highly recommend that if you are a Bravo fan. Without further ado, it is time to get to this week's main topic. And of course, it has to do with The Hills. As we know, my favorite shows, The Hills and Sister Key, come back tomorrow to MTV, and they'll be back-to-back. And The Hills was my original introduction to reality television, and I really wanted to do an episode on the top 10 things that I have learned from watching The Hills. And I don't mean, like, production side, what I learned, like, behind the scenes. I mean just, like, life lessons that I have learned from watching these women grow for years on the show and now that we get to continue to watch them of course not including lauren anymore but the hills does start tomorrow at 9 p.m followed by siesta key starting at 8 and if you have any taste or any flavor you would watch siesta key the hills is now kind of meh but Stephanie is going to be gone. She had a lot of drama the last season, and I know Audrina is still going to be the main pop girl this season, and by that I mean the most relevant, and Heidi, of course. And in addition, we know that Kristen Cavallari is going to come back at the end for a surprise, which to me is no big surprise since she ended her own reality show during the time of her divorce and was additionally seen hanging out with Steven. So we talked about that a couple weeks ago, actually about months ago, she hung out with Steven. I think it was for Thanksgiving or for Christmas. But yes, yeah, Steven from Laguna Beach and Kristen had a reunion. 
So I'm sure it was actually filmed, and we're going to see and hear all about it with this new season of The Hills. So let's get to it. I have my top 10 lessons, and they are not in order of importance by any means. But of course, I had to start out with number one being I have learned to always go to Paris. And by that, I mean that back in the first season of The Hills, Lauren chose staying with a man instead of going to Paris to pursue her dreams and her career. This was a huge mistake, which we know nowadays was not real and that was not an ultimatum and that Whitney actually was the one who did the program in Paris. And by that, she additionally did not do that. The show pretended she went to Paris, but actually Whitney just finished interning the summer in California and Lauren just had a break because they were no longer filming. But this was a big moment in the show because to the audience, Lauren chose a man instead of going after her passion. And I would hope that anyone listening to this podcast knows that men may come and go, but these life opportunities are far in between and you should always, always take them. And as Lizzie McGuire once said, why not? Because why not take a crazy chance? You never know. What's going to happen when you stop dressing in yellow because you want to dress in gold? Listen to your heart instead of doing what you're told. That's why I'm here in New York City. But that is number one for me. Always go to Paris. Number two, a lesson that I listened and learned from the Hills was that good girls give it up after six months. And yes, I mean your virginity. That's different for everyone. But I'm just saying that because Lauren said in front of a yogurt shop to Audrina that she waited six months like a good girl to lose her virginity, I personally did the same thing even at the age of 18 years old, but that's definitely on your own, but it's a lesson that I have learned and have put in my own life. Um, And I said before that the longer you wait, the more presents you get. That lesson was one that my mom gave me, and I've talked about that before in a previous podcast. So that's definitely a lesson that I've learned from the hills. Another one is actually a quote by Lauren Conrad. This is number three, is that it's better to have few friends than a lot of fake friends. And I would say when people hear me talk or see me on Instagram or social media, they say that I have a lot of best friends, which is true. But I would say it's like really under 10 because my friends, like my actual friends are my best friends because my friend group is i would say small and that's why i think they all are my best friends and i guess you can't say there's a limit to how many best friends you should have people judge me for having like eight or ten but the reality is they are my best friends they've come in my life for many different reasons many different ways some over 10 years some less than five years and it is so important to have just a few good friends because you can have a million acquaintances but it doesn't mean they're going to be there for you doesn't mean they're going to help you Back when The Hills was airing, I really believed at this time when MySpace was big that there was an importance on how many friends that I had and I wanted to have as many friends as possible. And whether that was a number count or in my real life, that's a really sad way to think about it because those people can be there in numbers but not be there in quality or you know, time and effort and your real friends truly matter and they're the ones who are going to be at your wedding and you care about not the random people that are just there for the glamorous moments or the only exciting moments 
All right, number four is a very important. It's another Lauren Conrad quote from The Hills, and it is, don't cry over someone who wouldn't cry over you. That has been a hard one for me to learn. I think I still struggle to learn this one, but whether it's friends or lovers, I have tried to teach myself this. I do think I have learned this. Um, I have, you know, thought I was in a relationship much deeper than I was, like than the other person did. So I may have thought I was dating a guy and he was talking to four or five other people at the same time. And I was crying and realized like, this person wouldn't do the same about me. Like I am not even like a, a little thing to come up in their brain because they just don't care. So why put so much pressure and like thought and anger towards someone or something that you know, has no thoughts or feelings over you. And that's a really tough pill to swallow. And in the hills, we see this with Justin Bobby and how he made Audrina feel when he would leave her because they were dating on and off, or even how Spencer would make Lauren feel, even though he was dating Heidi, he was a bad person and very mean, and he would hurt Lauren's feelings all the time. But if she really dwelled on that, she would always be sad and she realized like her you know his opinion of her does not matter in the long run going into the fifth lesson that the hills has taught me it would be another quote from the legendary lauren conrad which is you never make the same mistake twice the second time you make it it is no longer a mistake it is a choice and I could not agree with that more. Obviously, it's very similar to fool me once, fool me twice, or, you know, don't bite the hand that feeds you kind of, you know, quote wise. But it is very important to remember this because people will claim it's an accident and we don't have amnesia. We are able to remember things and those things hurt us a lot the first time. So when it happens again, obviously we are scarred in a way and it's really going to bring a problem or a situation because it's like we've had a conversation before this has hurt me in the past you did it again and now it is a choice you learned you said that you wouldn't do it again yet here we are round two so that is definitely a situation you want to avoid whether it's a relationship like dating wise or friendship wise or even in your family you want to stay away from that because you definitely know what you're doing the second time around. There are no second mistakes. An awkward lesson I think we can learn from the hills is that you should not hire your friends to work for you or to really work with you. I do think you can work in the same company though and be in different departments, but being best friends with somebody, working with them and living with them is a whole nother game. There's no separation in time or your life and it becomes a, a partner in every sense of the way which I don't think you really sign up for in a friendship like yes you're always there for them but like you technically should have separate times and additionally with that I think hiring someone you are friends with to work for you can lead to some issues because I think it leaves problems in you know communicating 100% open and freely because your business is their business now and if they do something wrong it affects your business and it's hard to separate business and pleasure and 
your lifestyle and your friendship. It's just a lot to balance. And I personally would never want to. I can think of people that would instantly want to hire, but I think in the long run, it would be better if I didn't hire them to be my assistant, you know, aka when I'm famous one day. So I would avoid that. And the next lesson is life isn't an island. You have to have other people in your life. That is a quote from Lauren Conrad. I believe it's about Spencer and Heidi. And this, I cannot stress enough, you cannot abandon all your friends for a relationship. If something goes wrong, then you have no friends. And also, don't be the person that has a wedding that has to invite all their family to be in their wedding because they lost every friend over their boyfriend or their fiance, whatnot, because they chose your man or you chose your man over or woman over your friends. I mean, that's just so sad to see. And I see it time and time again. It's pathetic. Like, seriously, manage your lifestyle where you can have both. Additionally, if you are in a relationship where you say that you think that your relationship would be perfect if you were on a private island, that's a huge red flag because that means that you guys cannot survive with the outside world and being like with friends at the same time. Like if your friends bring up problems in your relationship and all that stuff, maybe it's your actual partner, whether it's a boy or a girl or a them, they, whatever. If you think a private island will solve all your problems, that is a huge huge red flag. I say the same thing of even saying a vacation because the reality is going through those situations is pulling yourself from reality. So those are unrealistic ideas of how you can make your relationship work because those are for a certain amount of time. And once it's over, it's over. And then you're back in the real world and it has to work somehow. So you think a vacation or a private island will fix everything, then there's no hope for your relationship. Number eight of the top things I learned from watching The Hills is never trust someone who has two first names, aka Justin Bobby. If you have two names that are in your first name, unless your name is like CJ or RJ, actually, I think even people with those names are usually douches. So I would stay away from anyone with two names. This is a side note. Also stay away from anyone who likes birds. They're a bad person if they like birds. I'm just putting that out there right now. I like birds, but I mean people that are like bird keepers, like are fascinated by birds, have like a love for birds. They are a negative person and a negative light you do not need in your life. Going on to number nine, we're almost done, you guys, is if you want the plastic surgery, get it. Heidi Montag obviously had 10 plastic surgeries over and one day of operation, that I would not advise. But I would advise to do whatever makes you happy. If it is getting bigger boobs, getting an hourglass, hourglass, I mean an hourglass figure, or getting your ears tucked, your eyebrows lifted, whatever staples you need to get done, whatever it is, if you can afford it, do it. Because in the long run, you live one time, why not live the way you want to live and look the way you want to look if it is safe and if it is in your means that's my advice i would like for me like i would love a nose job or things like that but i can't afford that so i'm not going to get one right now but if i did one day have the ability to afford that then i would say bring it on so never diss people for wanting to change something that'll make them happy in the long run in their physical appearance because you do not know what they go through every single day or their inner monologue all right though i did save the best 
thing that I've learned for last. Of course, we are now at number 10 of 10, the top things that I learned from the hills. And number 10 is to forgive and forget. And as Lauren Conrad famously says, all there's left to do is forgive and forget. I want to forgive you and I want to forget you. That is a lesson that I learned from a young age watching the show. I have actually quoted that to my biological father, and after that, I have never talked to him again. And there is a point where you have to learn that you can forgive people, and it's better to move on in life without them being part of it. And that's very hard to learn, but it is the truth. And I think that kind of sums up what The Hills really teaches you, is that Never stay in a bad friendship, relationship, work environment. Life is too short. You see these girls learn these lessons, you know, with relationships that they've held out for too long or work environments that they had uh, go on for way longer than it should have. And it shows that you are worth making the decision to close that off to get a better opportunity. And just like these women we watched for years, Always chase your dreams and work hard and get there the best way and fastest way you can and to make sure that you hustle. So thank you guys for listening to my top 10 lessons that I learned from watching The Hills. And now it is time to get into this week's pop culture recap. I am going to be starting out with my faves from Disney, Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett. Olivia Rodrigo has her new single, Good For You, coming out this Friday, and she will be performing it on Saturday Night Live, so look out for that. Joshua has struck up some curiosity with his most recent post. Uh, We have some accusations that he may be gay, and he's not actually confirmed or, like, denied or said anything, but I will say that no matter what he is sharing i am you know very supportive of his journey because what he's going or what he has been saying i agree with and i have been saying for a while and i will read you his post that is from today three hours ago to be exact joshua wrote my entire life people have told me my sexuality people have shamed me for things they know nothing about i want to say thank you to those who stand for love and acceptance Toxicity, hatred, and negativity say less about the subject, but say far more about those who spew it. Spew it, sorry. (laughs) It's 2021. We are the generation of love and growth. It's time we start acting like it. Whether you love me, hate me, or damn me to hell, I love you all the same. Love who you love shamelessly. It's okay to be still figuring out who you are. Life's too short to let ignorance and hatred win. I choose love with a rainbow heart emoji arrangement. And yeah, he also had a post saying crying is cool and a long lengthy post on that. If you wanna see that, go on his Instagram and Twitter. I don't wanna read too many things cause it'll become a novel series on here or an audible book. And you have a different subscription for that. So I will save you that. But I always adore someone who is fighting for sexuality just to be fluid and to not have to put titles on everything right away so thank you joshua for that thank you olivia for the new music 
And I want to talk about now that Lady Gaga wrapped up filming her movie House of Gucci. There's a really weird video of her crying, uh, taking flowers out of a glass pot, laying them down, and her fans taking them like rats. And additionally, her leaving a half full vase of water and flowers on the steps of her hotel room. So, I mean, that's cool. Additionally, we have Paris Hilton debunking something that I've known for years so everyone can stop sending me this TikTok. Yes, Paris Hilton had a picture in her shirt that said, stop being poor. Was it real? No. The shirt said, stop being desperate. I have known this since 2013. Many of you guys are just finding this out now. And my DMs are so full from my good friends sending me this information as if it's going to be brand new for me to learn. But I have always known that the shirt really said, stop being desperate from Nikki Hilton's fashion line. All right, I am super excited to get to this week's Bravo updates. There has been so, so, so many. Starting out, number one, Don't Be Tardy is canceled after eight seasons starring Kim Zosiak. There is a lot of speculation about what's next. Will she be joining Real Housewives of Atlanta? And there also was a special on the Real Housewife children where her daughter Brielle was on it and apparently was not very friendly, but Kim says this is due to her daughter's best friend just dying days before filming this special for Bravo. So that does make sense in my opinion, but people have said that she's always appeared this way and that she is just a not nice girl. I send my thoughts while she is grieving though, because I know that is a real and a very hard situation. You can hear there are people moving in uh, above me and this hallway is like super loud echoey. So you can hear it through my apartment more than I can hear Ricky next door in our bedrooms. But moving on from that, there is a Vanderpump Rules cast picture with Stassi, Brittany, and Lala holding their babies, of course, without Sheena because they're not friends with her in real life by any means. But that was exciting to see the girls all together. I still really wonder what's going to happen next for Brittany and Jax with him having to go to jail probably for all the tax fraud or whatever he's got going on. In Real Housewives of New York news, it was a really exciting week. We had the premiere of Real Housewives of New York. One year ago, I was watching Roni from my bed in Orlando, never knowing that a year later, I would be watching Real Housewives of New York in my apartment in New York, watching a scene on my street, which was crazy to see. Leah and Ebony, the new housewife, were filming on my street in a car. So that was pretty cool that I actually recognized where they were. And my thoughts on Ebony, I was really confused at first because I didn't understand how she was a housewife, so I didn't get why she was casted, but we do learn that she was engaged, and I'm sure that she was engaged when she signed her contract, so Bravo probably thought they were getting someone that was going to be married and, you know, see the whole future of that relationship unfold, but unfortunately, and I do feel bad for her, the wedding never happened, it did not go through, the engagement is off. And she is single and exploring life. So we have Ebony as a new character, as a single woman with no husband and no children, here to help shake things up with the women of the show. People on my Bravo gossip group always 
joke that the show should be called Sex in the City Older Edition, but I think is classic Roni having women that have been married prior because I don't think anyone is currently married on this cast. No. Yep, they're all divorced. Well, that's the reality of a housewife, I think, honestly. That's the real reality because it's been cheat in our shit bags, so. I will say that I think that this cast looks like bare minimum because you have Beverly Hills that has so many housewives and there's like so few on Roni. And there used to be the golden age when they had like six or eight women starring, including additionally having friends of the cast be on the show. Something I want to point out that happened this week was I ran into Kelly Benson on the streets of Cornelia Street. I was taking photos at the famous Cornelia Street where Taylor Swift once lived and Kelly walked by me and it took me like a few seconds to recollect in my brain or recollect however you want to say it I'm probably saying it wrong but acknowledging or realizing that I had just saw Kelly from Scary Island but in person I took a video of her walking in front of me but I did not approach her or say hi so that's my second Real Housewife of New York spotting and now you can watch her in the premiere of Million Dollar Listing and apparently she'll be starring in it weekly. So congratulations to her. I hope she is doing better uh, physically and mentally than she was on Real Housewives of New York. So uh, good luck to her. Uh, I'll be praying for her. Yeah. Yep. I have one more thing that I wanted to share from Real Housewives of New York news. It is something that I found on Twitter from someone that's at is at confidium m3 i don't know how to even say this anyways he posted a screenshot of a text that says i have a truly bizarre ramona story from pre-covid to add to the mix her daughter came to a party at our share house in amagansit amagansit two summers ago i don't know what that is anyways she wanted to leave and go out, and everyone else wanted to stay and go to Talk House after. She ended up persuading some of the guys at the party to leave with her and go to Southampton Social because her mom could get them a table. Those guys went with her and stayed out so late that they went home to Ramona's house and crashed on the sofa instead of calling in a taxi to go back to Montauk. This was pre-Uber in the Hamptons. A few hours later, at 7 a.m., Ramona came home completely wasted and woke up the sleeping boys downstairs and told them she would make them something to eat. She then threw unseasoned chicken breasts on the grill and gave that, just that, nothing else, to the boys for breakfast at 7 a.m. And I think that is truly an icon. Ramona, we are basically neighbors. Come by anytime you want and make me some unseasoned chicken at 7 a.m. I leave for work every day at 7.30 a.m., so it's perfect for me. When it comes to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it is an exciting day. We now have the taglines released for the new season coming soon. This town is a game of chess, but no one's taking this queen down. My lips are legendary, and they will never gloss over the truth. If you want a starring role in my life, you better drop the act. Dress like there's no tomorrow. And then tomorrow, do it again. Anyone who doubts my exquisite manners can kiss my exquisite derriere. 
Hollywood is full of pretenders, and I slay them all. The strongest substance on Earth isn't diamonds. It's me. And clearly, Erica Jane wins for the best tagline of the new season. Hell yeah. Now, tonight, we have the season finale of the reunion for Real Housewives of Dallas. We additionally saw a clip that is rumored that Leanne from last season, who was, you know, fired from the show, leaked the news of a cheating scandal to Brandy's daughter through an Instagram DM. If that is true, that is disgusting. Um, I will say, though, her children would have found out either way because they are both at the age range where they would have seen it on social media and additionally would have heard about it at school. I'm not saying that makes it right by any means because I think children should be left out of that, but I just think the reality is they would have heard about it sooner or later. Now, something that's exciting and is also speculated because who knows if there's even going to be another season of Real Housewives of Dallas, but Carrie Duber said her lips are sealed with a winged face, essentially, about joining the cast of Real Housewives of Dallas for the next season. So let's see what's to come with that. Additionally, found out that our other Carrie is officially filing for divorce from her husband, Eduardo, and that is a very hard decision. We see that at the very end of the season finale reunion part one. Now to get into what I am most excited to talk about, and that is The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes, the reunion, part three came out. Yes, it's over. Was it boring? Yes. Is Drew a liar? Yes. Is Marlo crazy? Yes. Additionally, I've always wondered why Marlo hasn't had a peach, but then I realize now she was never a wife, never a housewife, so why would she have a peach? This whole time I'm like, why don't they give Marlo a peach? Also, after the season, I don't want Marlo to have a peach because she was just some unnecessary noise that was clickbait for the season that was already lacking the drama that was obviously not there. And if I hear Bolo's name one more time next season, I swear to God, I'm going to scream. But what I want to get to is if you guys remember Fallon. Fallon is a character, or a person, I should say, on Real Housewives of Atlanta who was introduced as Portia's friend. She threw the Halloween party where there was a physical altercation and you meet Fallon's husband. Well, guess what? We now know that Fallon is no longer with her husband, but Portia is. Yes, Fallon's friend Portia is now engaged to Fallon's soon-to-be ex-husband, and Portia reveals this with a post saying, Our relationship began a month ago, yes. We are crazy in love. I know it's fast, but we are living life each day to its fullest. I choose happiness every morning, every night, turning out all negative energy and only focus on positive wishes. He makes me so happy, and to me, that is what matters the most. For all of you that need facts, I got the optics, but Simon filed for divorce from a previous marriage in January. I had nothing to do with their filing. That's between the two of them. Fallon and I are not friends, and Simon's divorce has been settled. Our relationship is a positive, loving step forward into everybody's lives. Simon and Dennis are committed to being respectful and supportive of my happiness in the situation as being the best co-parents that they can be to baby PJ. 
two black men stepping up and being amazing people. Let's praise them. It's truly a beautiful movement in my life and cannot wait to spend the rest of our lives together. XOXOP hashtag love wins. Now, this has caused an uproar because apparently they are not actually divorced. And there's speculation that Portia is doing this because she is pregnant. When I tell you that my eyes like bugged out on my like like I mean I went nuts when I found this out. Like I could not believe that Portia is doing this. My favorite thing is the end is the hashtag love wins. And I even told like Brooke, I was like, this is an interesting uh hashtag to use. And She's like, you know what, Bill Bobby, love wins. And someone tweeted that hashtag is for the LGBTQ community. And she retweeted it and wrote, love is love. Have a great day. That was interesting. And when you look at the Instagram post, Nene Leaks commented, congrats, P. Always choose happiness first. Hashtag love wins as a response. But then on Twitter, she wrote, I didn't watch the show. So this, the man that was on the show with that girl, oh shit. Now I see what y'all are saying. Ouch. Reading is fundamental. I posted a comment and didn't read. I just saw a relationship then posted. You have to keep it real as a friend. It looks strange, but I don't know any details. And then she also posted on social media, which I think she's since then deleted. Uh, What, Portia, what happened to closing your legs to married men? So I am very excited to see what's going to happen. I wish this would have happened the season prior that we just watched because it was very lacking on anything besides, you know, fighting over who slept with the stripper when that person was single. So don't know what there was fuss about there, but that is the biggest drop of the week for Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I think the biggest Real Housewives news of the week. And with that, that is the end of this week's episode of Guiltless Pleasures. Stay guiltless, everyone. Mm-hmm.